Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Reddit Readings, the best show on the internet, coming at you hot and heavy with episode 114, Tales from Retail. If you like our show and want to support us, it would mean a huge amount to us if you pop over and check out our Patreon. Every little helps, and it helps us to continue creating great shows. Anyway, boys and girls, let's get ready. Grab your tea and your popcorn, and let's go. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Tomorrow, only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version. With four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tomorrow, only on Disney+. Good morning and welcome back to Reddit's archive basement, where all the best stories are stored. This one here is from Sun Don't Play. Why not take some carton of cigarettes? I briefly worked at a gas station. I say briefly because I was robbed three times in my six months. On the third robbery, the guy comes in and appears to point a gun from his jacket at me. I raise my hands and tell him to chill. I'll give him whatever he wants. He asks for all the money in the drawer. I only had 30 bucks. He gets pissed that's all he's getting, and I go, why not take a bunch of cartons of cigarettes? He goes, what? I go, a single carton is more than $30. He asks, why are you telling me this? And I said, oh, I just work here. I don't care what you take. He takes his hand out of his pocket, leaving the gun, if he had one, but I didn't feel like finding out, in the pocket and says, you really don't give a fuck what I take? I go, nah. I really don't. So he tells me to give him all the cartons I can and I do, and I ask him if he wants a bag with that. And he looks at me all confused and says, sure. So I give him a bag. He stuffs 10 cartons into the two bags and apologizes and runs out. I then call the cops. My coworker who was hiding in the back comes out and is like, you really gave him advice on how to steal from us? And I just shrugged my shoulders and was like, yeah, I, I ain't dying for this gas station. I quit that night. I was tired of being robbed. This one is from Hometown Jess. Told a customer his total, and he started unbuckling his pants. I've been a cashier for over two years now, so I've seen all kinds of weird, funny, and borderline insane things happen while working. Today's been super slow, until I helped my last customer. He was an elderly gentleman just buying a few small items, so I greeted him and scanned his items and then told him his total. As I waited to see what his method of payment would be, he started unbuckling and unzipping his pants. And I was shocked, so I quickly looked away because, what the heck? Then he quickly started apologizing and said, 
Oh, no, no, I'm not trying to be indecent or anything. I'm just wearing two pairs of pants and my wallet is in the inside pair. I slowly started to look back and I saw that he was, in fact, wearing a second pair of pants under the first and digging around for his wallet. I just laughed awkwardly and he paid and started to leave. I told him to have a great night and he just said, All right! in the most serious way as if accepting my word as command. The strange part was that the top layer of pants didn't even seem to be like painting pants or anything like that. They were just normal slacks from what I could tell. Overall interesting customer compared to the rest of the night. It cracked me up and I think I'll remember this one for quite a while. Top comment. At least he was wearing underpants. Oh, Reddit, never change. This next one is from Mother of Borzoi. Yeah, I can't sell you that now. Sorry. For context, I work at a vape shop. Today I had a guy come in who seemed extremely stressed, spaced out, and very much not not here. The first thing he says is, Uh, hey dude, can I, can I ask you a question? And I'm standing there all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, waiting to answer a question about a product. Instead, he goes on with a five-minute story that I could hardly follow because he was mumbling and slurring his words. Something about a guy and money and he was showing me receipts for a bank saying that they're good enough evidence? I'm like, uh, that's probably something you should take up with the courthouse, man. Then a woman comes in, who was with him, and it was a train wreck trying to cater to them both, because they were all over the place. And then a regular showed up with the man's wallet, which he had apparently dropped outside the door. The woman was suspiciously hunched down in front of our sales shelf, and the guy was asking to see 10 things at once, and asking how much each one is. So I'm doing my best to keep an eye on her, gather the regular's order, and answer the guy's 10,000 questions all at the same time. I send the regular on her way, so the two can have my undivided attention. They ended up picking out a couple of products, but they were still all over the store. I'm bouncing back and forth between them because they're simultaneously asking me questions when the guy points to our display case of vape tanks and goes, Oh... Which one of these could I use for ice? My brain was scrambled from the scenario, so it went over my head initially. Menthol juices are commonly referred to as ice, so I assumed that's what he meant, and I told him they can all handle menthol. He accepted that as an answer. I go help the woman with whatever she was asking about, and then the guy walks up holding a bottle of vape juice from the sample bar, telling me he wants that one. I'm like, yeah, sure, no problem. We have it in 0, 3, and 6 milligram. He goes, Oh, uh, I want the strongest one. Do I just drink it? I'm like, uh, no, definitely do not do that. These go in vaping devices? He's like, oh, uh, never mind, and puts it back. When he finally comes back to the register, he passes by and points to our display case of vaping devices. He goes, Oh, my buddy uses one of those to smoke ice. 
Which one can do it? I want one. Then it hit me that he wasn't talking about menthol. So I'm like, I'm sorry, man. I'm not allowed to sell anyone a device if they say they're going to be using it for illegal substances. He tried to protest for a minute and I'm like, dude, I'm sorry. It's not even my rule, but I have to follow it or I could lose my job and be in legal trouble. That could put our store out of business. They continued to browse through our devices as if what I had just told them meant nothing to them. They even continued to point a few out asking me if they could be used. I finally get them out of my hair as I'm wiping off all the glass that they've smeared an unknown greasy substance all over. I notice the guy's wallet on the floor. I catch them leaving the parking lot just in time to return it. And the guy makes a comment about if any money's missing, he knows who took it. I want an adult. True terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed, Terror Takes Center Stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence, delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares coming to life on this weekly true horror show. Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat and crawling in your skin. We navigate the disturbing narratives that lurk in the shadows, offering a raw and unfiltered listen into the most terrifying aspects of the human experience. Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there. This one is from Lil Mixon. I'd like to complain about the cashier's unwilling attitude. I work as a toy shop cashier slash shop assistant with a 12 hour workday schedule. Our boss and me with my coworkers have a deal that we'd usually just change on the register each day and that the one attending the register that day would solely focus on it and would leave the other tasks around the store for the others. Alongside toys, we also sell stationery and maternity supplies, including prams, baby walkers, and high chairs. It was late afternoon, around the time that we'd usually schedule a quick afternoon break, and one of my co-workers was on a sick leave that day, so I was all alone, on the ground at that time. Usually when a customer asks for directions, I try to navigate them with words rather than leading them to the dedicated alley, as I usually would if I had a backup co-worker with me. A younger, soon-to-be parents couple came in, and they headed straight towards our pram display, while a very nice and patient elderly man came up to me asking whether I could demonstrate him one of the RC cars from our shop. So I was changing the batteries in the car. The man from the aforementioned couple came by asking me whether I could show him how to fold one of the prams. I gave him a quick, brief explanation what and where needs to be pulled and pressed but it was no good and he asked me if I could just go and show him 
with a very annoyed and arrogant manner. Condescending even. I politely told him I'm currently busy, and see how I'm the only one on the grounds at the moment? I'm not particularly permitted to leave the register, but I'd be able to help him in about 5 minutes as my co-worker's break was about to end soon. Still no good, as he stepped up a notch and raised his voice, asking what was preventing me from showing him real quick. I was still in the process of changing the batteries to show the RC car to the elderly man, and he said that he wouldn't mind waiting. My co-worker, who was also coincidentally the shop manager, overheard our argument and rushed back to see what was going on. And when I briefed him about what was ensuing, this younger man realized he was the manager and promptly responded, uh, I'd like to complain about this young lady's unwilling attitude to help a customer. To which my manager just nonchalantly replied, This young lady hasn't breached a single code of conduct of our company. She's currently preoccupied and would have been taming the shop alone until recently. Now, how may I help you? After that, you could see the one vein on this guy's forehead showing as he raged back to his lover, and they both promptly stormed out of the shop. This one is from Antipatico 6. One of those rare, wholesome moments in retail. This happened in November of 2020, and it still sticks with me. I'm working on a new display table arrangement at my Soulless Beauty store gig when you come in. You're wearing a surgical mask, but I can see your eyes are pleasant. They crinkle at the sides as you smile at me in greeting. I ask you what I can help you with today. I'm looking for a perfume, but I'm not exactly sure which one, you say. I'm happy to help. It's always a wholesome experience to help out a guy who isn't sure what his partner's favorite perfume is, but is determined to gift her with it. You are completely out of your element. What's a body mist? An eau de toilette? A parfum? I busy myself, pulling out test bottles and cotton pads as I explain, it's usually the strength of the fragrance and how long it lasts on the skin, due to the alcohol content. That determines the type of fragrance. I spray a body mist onto a cotton pad and pass it to him to assess. Don't worry, we're okay with you taking down your mask to smell it. You tuck your mask under your chin. You're quiet throughout my babbling, so I ask you, is this a Christmas gift for someone special? I've said the wrong thing. You lower the cotton pad. This isn't the right perfume. I see the grief on your face now that your mask is lowered. No, my wife passed recently. I thought it might be nice to have a bottle of her perfume. This was her favorite store. I understand now that I'm not just a salesperson helping someone find a gift. I have been tasked with helping you find something of your deceased wife left on this earth. You know it has a certain flower in it, but we've got a lot of perfumes with that same flower extract. So I keep pulling out more bottles, spraying one cotton pad after another and passing them off to you. We find it. We find your wife's perfume. The look on your face is one of recognition peace and grief all mixed together. That's the one. I understand this is no mere olfactory experience. You are smelling what you smelled when your wife was alive, vibrant and well. You are transported back to a time when life was simpler and happier, 
You reaffix your mask to your face. I'm so glad we found the perfume. I wish I had more to offer you. I ring up your purchase at the till, and I sorely wish I had something wise to say. Something that brings meaning to what is and has always been tragic and senseless. Grief. I don't. So instead I say something dumb. I say, they say the sense of smell is the most strongly linked to memory. You nod. And I see your eyes crinkle with a smile again. I think you're quite right about that, you say. You pay. I wish you well, and you depart. When I clock out and go home, I get in a hot shower. I pop the cap on my husband's favorite shower gel, the one with mint and bergamot in it. I breathe the smell of it in deeply. I think of the smell of his Old Spice deodorant, the smell of his work clothes after a long day, the smell of his hair after it's just been shampooed. I wonder what it will be like when smells and memories are all I have left. We will all lose someone we love. It is all we can do to love them while they're still here. Thank you for coming to my store today and giving me the privilege of reconnecting you with your wife, if only in some small way. My heart is softer for having met you. Well, that one was certainly one hell of a ride. Our next story is from Cavish Fob. Why we wash our hands. Oh God. All right, here we go. So have you ever seen someone that works retail and washes their hands religiously? Allow me to give you a prime example as to why. So I used to work in my store's phone center, which is right by the front door. Since it was located so close to our most used entry, it would sometimes get pretty warm with the doors constantly opening for all the people coming in and out. So we have a little fan on our counter by the register, but behind a divider, so it was out of view from customers. So I was working there one day and this old guy, 60, 65 maybe, comes in for me to help him with his phone. As he came in, I noticed he looked kind of sweaty, which was understandable as it was a fairly hot day. I also thought his hair looked kind of sweaty, but no, no, his hair was just extremely greasy, to the point that I saw it literally dripping. It was so wet from grease that it looked like he had dunked his head in water about 30 seconds before walking into the store. He gets to the counter and I attempted to greet him as I do for all customers, but I had to stop and pause halfway through to suppress the immediate urge to instantly vomit when the smell hit me. So it probably sounded something like, Hi, how can I help you? I I'm not exaggerating when I say it smelled like someone had taken a porta potty that's been used for a week at a state fair, dumped in the middle of the highway for a week during an extreme heat wave, and then this guy came along and rolled in it. Also, he brought flies in with him. As in, they followed him in. Like at least five or six of them. It's not a stretch to say that smelling raw sewage 
would have been preferable. I subtly point the fan as much towards him and away from me as I could without making it obvious so it would be blowing the nose hair singeing smell away from me and try to continue as best as I could while leaning as far back as I could without looking like I was trying to get away from him. He told me his phone wasn't calling out and he wanted me to fix it. Now, normally I don't have a problem holding a phone if a customer hands it to me, but this phone was the most disgusting thing I'd ever been handed. He told me he'd only bought it a couple of months prior when he pulled out a flip phone that was supposed to be black in color. What he actually pulled out was something that once upon a time was most likely black, but was now one giant stain that was covered in dried drops of brownish mystery liquids. It also had a yellowed screen, which should not be able to happen in the very short span of a couple of months that he had it. I told him to just set it on the counter for me. I used my fingertips to touch his phone and used speakerphone when I made a test call. I got this phone fixed and sent him off all happy. Then I looked at the fingertips I'd just used and I am not kidding when I say it looked like I'd been handling rusty nails for hours. At which point I once again almost vomited. Suffice to say, I used almost an entire bottle of hand sanitizer, then went to the restroom to scrub my hands till every bit of brown was off and my hands were completely red, then another drenching of hand sanitizer. I now impulsively sanitize my hands after every customer, regardless of whether or not I've touched anything from them. So next time you see someone obsessively washing slash sanitizing their hands, just let them. You never know what shit they might have been through. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Do you enjoy science, spooky stories, and all things paranormal? We do, too. While we would love for most paranormal stories to be true, we are here to tell you that they probably aren't. But that doesn't make them any less fun to speculate about. We are the Spooky Science Sisters podcast. In this podcast, we bring you bi-weekly discussions on possible scientific explanations behind the supernatural. Backed up by research articles and other credible sources, we do deep dives into things like archaeology and physics and share in-depth discussions with topic experts. Visit us at SpookySciencesisters.com to listen to a couple of skeptics debunk some of your favorite alien encounters, cryptid sightings, and ghost stories with science, sass, and a significant amount of laughter. Thank you and stay spooky.